What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley, and welcome to Truck and Hustle, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. If you want to learn about the trucking industry from the business side of things, you're in the right place. Every week, I interview the people who are making it happen on a daily basis. I get them to share their successes, their failures, and sometimes even their secrets. The goal is to show you how you too can create financial freedom in the booming trucking industry. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. I would let them know, hey, listen, if you plan to make a lot of money and you have a strong business plan, this this, this is suitable for you. This is suitable for you. But if somebody cringes because they're getting close to 20%, I'm not I, I'm not the hard salesperson. I'm not going to say 20% is 20 away from 40. No, I'm not going to talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk like that, but... Right, but, you know, I, I'll work with them, you know, as much as I can to make them feel comfortable. You, you have, you have two types of negotiators. You have the negotiators that's very experienced, and you have negotiators that's not experienced. But they both give you a hard time. Turn my mic up. For you, take there. Yeah, yeah, uh. On the road to the riches, life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. All right, Hustle Fam, Hustle Fam, we are back with another amazing episode. Today, I got my brother Bradford Allen from Black Rock Trucks. We are going to talk commercial truck sales, right? So all these DMs, when y'all hitting me in the inbox asking me, hey, should I get this truck? Should I buy this truck? What you think about this? I don't know, but I got somebody who can help you out with that. Rafa Allen, welcome to the show, my brother. Thank you. Thank you, bro. It's a pleasure to be here. For sure. For sure. Thank you for joining me. So, man, listen, we're going to talk about trucks, man. You know, this is Truck and Hustle. Obviously, one of the most important parts is is purchasing um, equipment, right? Purchasing trucks, making sure you have the right equipment. Uh, mm-hmm. making sure you have the right warranties on your uh, equipment, so forth and so on. And when we mm-hmm. talked, I said, listen, man, I, I just want, you know, somebody who could give a master class and just educate um, the hustle fam on, on making good, uh, good buying decisions when they're buying their first truck. So Bradford right. said, or, 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 or multiple trucks, whatever it may be first truck, or, you know, you buy some additional equipment. So Bradford said he'd be happy to come on the show and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and bless us real quick. So again, man, yeah. thank you so much for your time today, man. I really, really appreciate it. You got it, bro. Thank you for having me. All right, so let's 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 put this in context a little bit. Let's talk about mm-hmm. how you got into truck sales in the beginning, man. Talk to me. Start from the beginning. Yeah, sure. So I graduated college about six, five, six years ago, and um, you know, once once I knew basketball wasn't going to work out, I said to myself, my family's into construction, so let me get into construction. So I did construction in the corporate field for two years after college. And I didn't like working for anyone. So I felt like the next best bet besides having my own business was to be in sales. So I used to network a lot. I went to a lot of networking events. And then I I, I came across the owner of a truck dealership's uh, nephew. I came across him and he was like, hey, bro, you ever thought about selling trucks? You, you good in sales. But I said to myself, I'm not going to go from my corporate position to selling trucks. That sounds kind of <laughs> like the trucks. Why would I right. sell trucks? Right. So... So, and then a couple months later, I was going through some, some issues at my job. I said, hmm, let me take this trucks thing in consideration. So, um, you know, I ended up going, you know, having an interview. And then, um, yeah, man, I started selling trucks about for about three, four years now, about four years. Okay. And um, uh, I was, you know, three to six months in, and I became one of the top I would say about six months, approximately. I became one of the top salesperson there, which was very interesting to me because when I went into selling trucks, there was no brothers there, no African-Americans selling trucks. A lot of our customers wasn't African-American. You know, a lot of them were, you know, Italian, Russian, Jews, you know, so it was intimidating. It was intimidating at at, at first, but I said to myself, okay, I can sell, you know, a lot of this other sales people they are older they already have their book of business so i was just out hustling i was out hustling 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 until the owner trusted me enough to give me leads so he gave me leads of these business owners and companies that's looking for trucks and then i started closing a lot of leads i started selling about four or five trucks a month got you got you okay cool so yeah. let me let me let me ask you getting mm-hmm. like you said you you said it yourself 
selling trucks. Like it was just totally out of your wheelhouse, nothing that you were thinking about. How did you to start to educate yourself on the industry in order to serve your customers the right way? I got it mainly from experience. It was, it was just mainly from experience, just going out there, making mistakes, you know, getting turned down, getting rejected. Cause I did a lot of door to door, you know, okay. before the, 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 the owner started sending, you know, sending me leads. So I did a lot of door to door. I was going to construction companies, moving companies. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to get trained, but hands-on experience, you can't really beat that. Right. You can't, yeah, you can't really beat that. So I was, like I said, it took me about three, three to six months to really, you know, and engulf myself into the truck industry. And I'm still learning. So even when I go to your page, it's like, whoa, you could be a freight broker. Like it's it's just a whole ton, ton of education. I'm still learning. Right. How how does how does that look going door to door? Like what do you what do you are you coming with a certain offering or are you saying, hey, we have all these trucks available. Like, how are you approaching that when you go to these businesses? So I'm, I'm the type to build relationships. I don't, I don't talk about the trucks much. I I, I want to build relationships with people. I'm, I'm the type of guy to bring in dunk, Dunkin' Donuts. I'm the type to get to, get to know the fleet manager, get to know his birthday, uh, a, a, a strong company out here in the tri-state flat rate movers. I know the fleet manager like this. He was having a baby. He's having a baby. So I, I came to him and I brought him a, uh, a card, you know, congratulating him on his newborn. So right. just, just, just building relationships. And then, you know, once it's time for them to order trucks, I'm the first person on top of their mind. Got you. Now, do you, do you typically work with people who are already fleet owners or do you buy, uh, work with a lot of new truck uh, buyers? Most well, for, of my first time, first time truck buyers. Most of my business is experienced fleet owners or, 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 or companies that use trucks already. And then, and then you know, we have more of the C&D clients as well. That's like startups, startups mm-hmm. or mom and pop businesses. And I love I love working with the starters, man, because they just they just come with so much fire and so much energy. They don't come with all the education. You know, that, right. that, that's 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 my part to help them with, but they come with a lot of fire and energy. So we, we work with startups as well, but I'm looking to work with more. Got you. So when, when you, you just said one of, one of the key things, they don't come with as much education. What are some of the other big differences that you, between working with st- uh, startups and working with more experienced fleet owners? I would say just the documents, you know, some, like a lot of startups, they think it's just credit and down payment. You know, just credit and down payment, which is true. That's mainly it. But then, you know, we need the copy of the driver's license to run your credit. You know, if you have a business, we need to see proof of corporation, like your filing receipt or a vehicle registration with the business name on your on your registration sticker. I would just I would just say it's mainly the documents because somebody that's experienced, they coming in with their folder already. Right. You know, they're, they're to, to negotiate, make a deal. But somebody that's a startup. You know, you just want to make sure they have all the paperwork, you know, ready. But other than that, you know, I, I've seen them come with big money for a down payment. I've seen them come with their credit information, which is good. But, you know, don't forget about the, the documents, the proof of corporation, copy of driver's license, um, uh, referrals, commercial truck, commercial truck references. If, if you need some, you know, oh, insurance, you know, some of them may not have an insurance company. that. And, but I'm also the, I'm also able to give them referrals as well. So. It's just the paperwork. I would say that's the main difference. Got you. Okay. So a lot of people, so we have, you know, both sides that listen to this show, people who are experienced fleet owners and also Mm -hmm. people who are, you know, startups and investors, you know, Mm -hmm. just getting into the industry, maybe don't even drive themselves. So, Mm -hmm. so talk to me about, you know, when someone walks into your office, um, talk to me about their journey. Talk to me a little bit about that experience, how you take them through and kind of guide them. Uh, into buying the right the right piece of equipment for their business. Gotcha, gotcha. Great question. So basically, I want to get to know like what kind of business they have. If it's if it's a if it's a dairy or beverage or perishable business, you know, of course, you would need probably like a refrigeration truck. Or if you know, I just want to get to know what type of business is it. Is it that? Is it general freight? Is it construction? Uh, do you need dump trucks? I need to get to know more about their business. And, and, and once again, like I said, build a relationship with them, you know, build a relationship with them because I wrap instead of 10 customers come to me, I rather one customer come back to me 10 times. Right. You know, so, so I build a relationship with them and just figure out, 
you know, what their business need. Because sometimes you got to understand too, Ramel, like some, some people, they may know their business in and out, but they don't know trucks in and out. Right. So if you tell me your business in and out, then I'll be able to tell you what truck you need in and out. Got you. Got you. Okay. So, so let's talk about it. If you, you, you kind of, so you said you kind of talk to them about what their business needs are. You kind of, right. you know, get familiar with that. They tell you that kind of like, where do you right. go from there after that? What's the next step? Right. So, you know, I'm asking them, okay, so uh, what product do you haul based upon the product? You know, how much weight do you need to haul? Cause there's different weight class. Is it non CDL or CDL? Non CDL means that the overall weight of the truck and what's inside the truck is under 26,000 pounds. CDL requires 26,000 pounds or more, right? Um, I'm asking them, you know, how much power you need? You know, do you need like a 450 horsepower and up? Or can I save you some money with a 450 horsepower and below? You know, tire sizes and stuff like that, that's, that's not as important as far as the GVW, the size, the weight. Oh, and where, where you're traveling. Because there's certain trucks that you can't take over the road. You know, there's certain trucks that you can't take over the road. And there's certain trucks like Sleepers, Freightliner, Cascadia's, that's perfect for over the road. You know, so so the weight, the class, the size, um, where you're going with the truck. Um, uh, do you need a lift gate? You know, to, to bring your product up or, or do you or do you need a low deck so or you can just put your product inside the truck? Uh, do you need a side door? Because um, some people may need to go in and out the side door. Um, do, do you want barn doors or do you want the roll up door in the back? You know, is, is you know, those, those are all the questions that I ask them. And, uh, you know, some some owners, they're very experienced. So they come to me and ask me about engines. They come to me, ask me about engine uh, specifications. Then I got to go in the manual and go in the book. But, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> but, right. But other, but other than that, it's, it's simple. It's just size, weight, where you're going. Do you need a lift gate? It is, it is, it is very, it's very simple. But like I said, some owners are very experienced, so they, they come, they, they ask me questions about, you know, um, rare, how many axles in the truck. Right. You know, stuff, stuff like that. So yeah, I'll be transparent. Sometimes I have to go on the manual. Got yeah. you. So so you're se- so you're not you're selling tractors, but you're also selling like box trucks, stuff like yeah. that. Like it's, exactly. So we're selling anything from lightweight, you know, small box trucks to um, over the road sleepers. OK. Do you guys do uh, new and used uh, trucks? We, we do new and used. OK. What what do you move more of? I would say. We move more, we move a lot more of box trucks. Okay. Because, you know, remember we're in the city, you know, so, so we're, we're dealing with people that, that has size restrictions and, and, and body restrictions and stuff like that. So, you know, we would have, we, we sell mostly box trucks. Then, then we also have guys that do over the road, you know, different truck is general freight. And they have to do the freight line of Cascadia's, you know, our largest brands in the sleepers and the track and the day tractors. But we mainly, mainly uh, specialize in box trucks. OK, so most mo- mostly box trucks you guys do. Yes. OK, so talk to me a little bit about um, like warranty, stuff like that. Like, how do you educate your, your consumers on um, protecting themselves when they're making these purchasing decisions? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So. So you already know a new truck with a new truck, the manufacturer already has a warranty. So sometimes it's like five years for 200,000 miles um, covering engine components, covering the transmission, um, covering the axles and, and, and things of that nature. And then, you know, we have a lot of people that buy used trucks and sometimes with used trucks, they're too old for us to warranty it. So I would educate the audience today to, um, I would say 2014, 2015 and newer, that's will that that will get you a warranty. And you have older trucks, you can also get a warranty, but it will be an aftermarket warranty. But aftermarket warranties are no good because they would sell you a warranty and you would think it covers something, but it doesn't. So now you're kind of, you know, excuse my French, asked out when you go to the service <laughs> shop and you have to pay five thousand dollars for a training. Right. You know, five to ten thousand dollars for a training. So um, if it's a used truck, I know trucks are a huge liability. 
No, it can be a liability. It's an asset, but it can be a liability. So with used trucks, um, you know, we shop around for warranties. So our brands are Freightliner and Isuzu. So, you know, there's different warranties that Freightliner and Isuzu will give um, a used truck owner. Got you. What What do you look for in the warranties? What um, should a consumer look for in the warranties? They should look for the years. You know, you want something to cover at least the, the first three to five years. Okay. Um, the mileage. You want somebody, you want something to cover at least, at least a hundred, 200,000 miles. Um, and, and the most important things of the trucks, you know, tires, not really, you know, you want to focus more so on, on engine components. You know, that's the thing that's going to make, help to make the truck drive. So transmission, uh, axles, um, just, just everything about the, the engine, you want to make sure that's covered. So I would say the engine focus on, you know, the engine components, the miles and the years that, that, that the warranty, because like I said, you want to know what's covered in the warranty because you don't want to be, excuse my friend, asked out once you go to the service shop and something's not covered and then you're going to have to come out of pocket. Got you. Do, do a lot of new uh, investors or, or first time buyers bring like mechanics with them to check out the trucks when they buy or how does that usually work? Not, not really, not, not really, because it, everyone doesn't know a, a truck mechanic, right. you know, it, it, it's different than a consumer automobile mechanic, but everyone doesn't know. So, so what we do to help them with their confidence is to, we introduce them to our main mechanics. All right, guys, Truck and Hustle has now partnered with Transpo CFO, powered by Venning. Transpo CFO offers a streamlined monthly subscription for businesses to consolidate their accounting, payroll, and tax needs into one flat monthly rate, saving businesses a tremendous amount of time and money while making their financial operations much smoother for the long road ahead. Check out Transpo CFO in the description below and tell them Truck and Hustle sent you. Now, let's get back to the show. You know, and we'll show them like something kind of like a Carfax. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll show them, you know, the history of the truck. And then and then we'll walk them through the service shop so the mechanics can explain, you know, what exactly happened to the trucks just to, to increase their confidence in, in purchasing. Got you. Got you. What type of trucks do you do, do you recommend? Um. It, it depends. It, it, it depends. If somebody wants to go over over the road, of course, I, I recommend, you know, Freightliner, n- number one medium duty, heavy duty truck in the country. Um, uh, the Freightliner Cascadia. Um, I, I, I recommend those. Isuzu is the number one small uh, uh, trucks in the country. So a lot of a lot of the people in, in, the, in the city, you know, they use those trucks because it's easier to turn. You know, like I was listening to Alex Good Energy story. He said he started with a small box truck. So right. we have a lot of guys that they'll do the, the, the cab over box trucks, you know, the trucks without the, the, without the nose, just a small cab over. If they're in the city, those are the best trucks because it's easier to turn. Now, if, you go, if you're going over the road or if you're carrying a large trailer or a large freight, then I, I recommend the, uh, the Freightliner Cascadia's. Got you. What What are some of the things, I like, guess, in terms of the specs um, that you see most people look for in their freight liners? Like, can you could can you kind of run run through those? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, so the specs, I would say, um, uh, the engine. Some people like Detroit, or some people like Cummins engine. Um, I would say, I was just speaking to a guy the other day. He was asking, "Oh, does does the sleepers come with a a, a, a fridge and a microwave?" You know, because some of these guys are over the road for days. Right. They're over the road for a long time. Um, I would say, what else? En- engine types, horsepower, right? Some people want over 500 horsepower because they're carrying so much. You know, some people want less than uh, less than 500 horsepower to save money because they don't need the power. Um, that's that's about it. It's, it's really tr- trucks. Trucks are very simple. It's really about the power, um, you know, the weight that you can carry. And um, the comfortability, especially if you're going, going over the road. Got you. What do, what do you think are some of the common mistakes that people make when they purchase trucks? Not knowing anything about the truck. They think that, OK, because their friends or their business partners have this truck. I need this truck as well. Mm. You know, I had, I had a guy, you know, he, he wanted like a large 26 foot box truck with a lift gate. And then he referred me to three other people that asked for the same exact thing. I said, wait, hold on. Something's fixed. 
fishy going on. Let's <laughs> then, let me let, let me ask a little bit more more questions to see what you guys need. So I came to find out one guy didn't need a lift gate, or you know the other guy he 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 wanted a side door in, in his box, you know the body of the truck. So it's um some people, you know, they see the glitz and the glamour. Okay, I need a truck like this, but they don't know anything about the truck. So so I would I would recommend okay. You need to know how much you're pulling. Um, the 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 speed the speed is good because you know some some of these trucks have a governor. It can't go no more than 75 miles per hour, right? But if you're on a certain highway, you need a truck to go maybe a little bit more than 75 or maybe a little bit more than 65. But I would say um, just just to educate them more on what exactly they're getting. You know, sometimes they see a truck. Oh, I like the Freightliner of Cascadia. I like the blue one that I seen on Instagram. Like, no, you you need to figure out is the truck going to feel, f- fulfill your purpose? Right. You know, carry the right weight, white right weight legally. Um, uh, the the size of the engine, the power is 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 it going to load? You know, on the I ninety five or is it going to slow down if you're in the left lane? You know, so so things so things like that. Got you. Let's talk about about costs. And and, okay. and 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 financing options. Right. Um, so you said you typically sell the Freightliner Cascadia, right? Um, right. For like over the road, like what what right. what are those what are those run? I would say a new truck, a new truck, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022 could be anywhere from ninety thousand to about one thirty. Okay, from ninety yeah, to one thirty. Yeah, ninety thousand and one thirty, one forty, depend 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 on the specs. Okay, you, you know, yeah. Some sometimes, you know, if if it's see with Freightliner, there's no trucks in stock. They build all the trucks fresh, so they customize it and tailor it to to the customer's needs. You know, so so yeah, you can get the same model as somebody else, but your truck may be built differently, which costs less. So I would say about ninety to the most I've seen the truck was one hundred and fifty thousand. Got you. And what what was and, in that just, truck to make it make it that much one fifty? Uh they they got everything. They they <laughs> even got they even got the chrome wheels. Okay. Um, they, chrome they wheels. Right. They laced it. They got the heated remote mirrors. Yeah. Right. So yeah. If, if it's snowing, they could heat the mirrors. They got. Um, uh, what is it? They, they got the microwave, the fridge. They got they they. It's like they're really living on the road, you right. know. To, to, so yeah, I've I've seen a, a truck close to yeah. I would say about close to one hundred and fifty thousand. Got you. Um, I'm trying to think. What was the next question I want to ask you about the? Uh, oh, financing, financing. Right. So right. how does fi- financing work? So financing. Um, you know, we work with multiple banks. Daimler that owns Freightliner and, and Mercedes Benz, the Daimler AMG Group. Um, Isuzu Finance, Hitachi that works with Isuzu and Toyota. And then uh, we have subprime lenders. So subprime lenders are people with, you know, their, their credit is a little bit weak or they have a little bit more, a less, little less than a down. They're, well, their credit is weak, but they're cash heavy. Okay. You know, so sub, subprime lenders would take take those people and, you know, they say, okay, right. So we may have to add a collateral now, or we may have to, you may have to put a, high, a higher down payment. Instead of 10%, you may have to put down 20, 30, 40, 50%. Okay. You know, but 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 with a regular deal, somebody was you know good credit. Um, I would say about ten to twenty percent is fine. Okay. You know, ten to twenty percent is fine, and then the bank would would um, uh, um send us the results that we would have to present to the customer. And sometimes we can negotiate it. You know, the customer would say, "Oh, I don't want to pay six point five interest rate. You know, can can we do something better?" Yeah, I would negotiate it with you. We could probably get it down to about five point nine. Got you. What what other what other documents are you looking for uh, when a person is purchasing? Um, I would say proof of corporation. Uh, if you don't have a business, we don't need proof of corporation. But if most I work mostly business owners, so you got to have proof of corporation. Um, you have to fill out a credit application, fill out a signed buyer's order showing showing you what exactly you're getting, the taxes that you're paying, um, the fees and things of that nature. Um, copies of driver's license, um, um, on your credit application, you could put referrals or references. So, so the banks can say, okay, you, you, uh, you work with, 
you, oh, truck and hustle can refer you. Oh, that's great. So, so right. that's, that, that's a good look. Um, insurance companies, um, you know, you, we, we want to see insurance companies just to show some credibility. Um, that's, I would say that's, that's mainly about it. That's mainly about it. So proof, proof of corporation, credit application, signed buys order, copy of driver's license. And, uh, that, yeah, that, that's about it. On, and on the credit application, they will ask you further questions. Ask you, okay, have you been delinquent? Have you been uh, a part of bankruptcy? Have you been in foreclosure? You know, they would they would ask you, you know, a bunch of references, your referrals. So the right. credit application really gets the the nitty gritty to see if they're going to approve you or not. How does how does having a CDL or not having a CDL impact you? Not not much. Not 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 much. Not much. They they definitely look at your years of businesses because okay. mo- most of these banks they it's hard for them to approve a startup. You know it's hard for them to approve a startup. But I'll introduce you to a subprime lender that will mo- most likely take you, give you a chance. But gotcha. if, but but if you are a startup, you really got to have some strong credit. And usually startups, you know, they they come in a little weak sometimes, but we're able to get them approved through subprime lender. Got you. And the sub and the subprime. What are the uh, interest rates on on those usually? Typically, the, the, uh, the, on average, on average, I would say it can be anywhere from it can be as low as five. I've seen, but it could go as high. It go as high as twenty percent. Is there is there any point where you would tell a customer, man, maybe you don't want to you don't want to take this deal? Like, I mean, do you ever say that's a little high? You know what I'm saying? Like. Did, did, um, do you ever have some heart and some compassion? Say, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, know, 20, you, you don't want to pay that, my man. Wait, <laughs> do something different. <laughs> you know, some some people will just throw throw the baby out with the bathwater, just go for it, even if it's not the smartest decision. You know what I mean? Right, 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 right. Absolutely. You know, it's hard because I'm so motivating. So so I, I want to get them approved as much as possible. I want to get the deal done as much as possible. Um I would let them know, hey, listen, if you plan to make a lot of money and you have a strong business plan, this this is suitable for you. This is suitable for you. But if somebody cringes because they're getting close to 20 percent, I'm not I, I'm not the hard salesperson. I'm not going to say 20 percent is 20 away from 40. No, I'm not going to talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to I'm, I'm talk like that. But, right. but you know, I, I'll work with them, you know, as much as I can to make them feel comfortable. Got you. How has how truck? Uh, how how is uh, this current environment, the pandemic, coronavirus, impacted truck sales? Um, it 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 definitely impacted it, man. Because it's more so about the scrutiny and about the about the fair business owners. Like, ah, uh-uh, should I add more trucks? And we don't even know if you know if the world is going to be open in the next couple of weeks or a couple months. You know, but but some industries are doing well. Trucks are very niche. It's, it's very industry specific. So these guys that's doing lows, if you do, if you got a good contract out there, like you know Amazon, I had a, I have a guy that has a contract with FedEx, and he has sixteen trucks. He came to me for a couple more trucks because he's doing very well. A lot of people are home ordering stuff at mm. home, so they so FedEx and they need the extra, uh, uh, you know, the, yeah, extra capacity, supply and demand. You know, then you have moving companies. A lot of people are moving. You know, due to the pandemic, so they're doing well. Construction, construction is always going to do well. But I've speaking to construction business owners that say, okay, I don't even know. I, they just dropped us from the contract. Mm. You know, um, so landscaping is doing very well. So, so a lot of people at homes they're getting their, you know, their their, their landscaping done. You know, so gotcha. some of these guys coming to come to us for dump trucks and you know, landscaping trucks and things of that nature. So it's very industry specific. Some business owners, they like, okay, let me work with what I have. And some business owners are saying like, oh, okay, I need more trucks, trucks to, to supply the demand. Have Overall, have you seen sales go up or have they been kind of steady? Like what, what, uh, how, how's the business going? Um, business is going, it's, it's, it's steady. It's, it's steady. Um, I wouldn't say it's, it's going up. And I wouldn't say it's going down. I would just say it's, it's, it's steady at the moment because some of our clients, like I said, are, are they're just hanging, hanging low at the moment. And then you have a few of our clients that say, OK, Brad, I need I need more trucks because we're with the, with the demand. So I would say it's steady. 
it's, right. it's steady at the moment. What's the most difficult part about your job? People. <laughs> <laughs> I would say people. Dive, dive, dive into that. Talk to me about that. I would say you you have you have two types of negotiators. You have the negotiators that's very experienced, mm-hmm. and you have negotiators that's not experienced. Mm-hmm. But they both give you a hard time. <laughs> they they both give you a hard time. It's like the experienced negotiator. You know, he's just. He just going for dollars and cents. Like, uh, come on, Brad, the truck is fifty thousand. I seen it online for forty nine nine ninety nine. I'm like, ah, oh, man. And then you have the non experienced negotiators, where they like, oh, I have to put down a, a, a five thousand dollar deposit. I can't just right. give you thirty thirty five hundred deposit. Right. You know, and, and that that's what I miss as well. Depo- you you have to put down a, a you know a small deposit with you know with your paperwork because we're dealing with you know a high ticket item. You know, we we don't just want you to submit your paperwork with no deposit. I mean, we could do all the work and you could just leave. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to submit a refundable deposit. But I would just say people and paperwork. You know, I, it's a lot of it's a lot of paperwork. You you have to you because you have to work with insurance companies. You have to work with the bank. So it's paperwork going back and forth as well. So I would say first is people, and then then I would say it's paperwork. The people in the paperwork, huh? <laughs> yeah, people, yeah, people are paperwork, man. People, people, people are tough. People are tough. Do, do, do you enjoy sales? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I enjoy it. Um, um, I, I enjoy I enjoy helping people. I enjoy building relationships with people. Um, it it's one of the few professions where you could build relationships with people, have fun, help them and make money. Right. Right. You know, so 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 that's that that's golden. That's golden to me. Nah, I got you. Um, so so do, are most of your customers like repeat customers, like coming back, or do you have or is it more so like walk-ins? Like, how do you get leads nowadays? So so we use a lot of digital marketing. So okay. we got we got paid ads out there, people calling us up. And then we have repeat customers. We're, we, you know, once you, we get mostly the repeat customers from service, because okay. if you selling is one thing, but if you're able to service our truck and not have it in the shop for so long, so we can get the truck back out on the road for us to start making more money, yeah, we're coming back to you and we're sending people to you. So Got you. I say repeat business. Um, the, the leads from the internet and and referrals. Referrals is big. Got you. Aside from the service, what what else do you guys do um, at BlackRock to stand out from your competitors? I would say even after the warranty, we will still help you. You know, okay. we'll, we'll we'll still help you um, for a certain period of time. Some people would say, "Okay, no, your warranty is only three years. It's 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 a couple of days after the three years. No, we will still help you. You know, and we'll still give you the same respect as we give everybody else." You know, gotcha. and, and then, you know, even if you don't have a warranty, we, we'll give you a a a, a thirty day complimentary um, uh, uh, guarantee. So, so thirty days, you still have thirty days to bring the truck back, and we'll do any repair for you. So, that's a complimentary thirty day warranty. Got you. So, you guys do like full service. Do you guys do like PMs and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yep. Yep. We we do full service. We do full service and we don't do any body. No, no, nothing, you know, that has to do with the body, but we do full service service on the trucks. So do all of your customers pretty much come to you for service? I would say mainly, mainly, I would say about 70 to 80%, 70, 80%. But then you have, you know, they'll go to another freight liner or another Isuzu dealership to do service. But I would say 70 to 80% of our customers come back to us. Got you. So you said earlier that you sell mostly mostly box trucks, right? Mm-hmm. For the most mm-hmm. part, and and these are the guys kind of running around in the city. What type of work are these guys doing in the city? We have guys working with tile, you know, so they need air suspensions. So so when they hit a bump, you know, the, the truck was still. So they they they're working with fragile probably like tile architectural work, uh, construction, um, landscaping, moving companies. I had a client the other day that deal with pianos, mm. you know, yeah, p- yeah, pianos. So he, he needed an air suspension truck. Um, he, he only moved like pianos. That was his niche. 
Yeah, that was his niche, pianos. You know, I tell people, man, there's a lot of, like they say, the riches are in the niches. If you could find like a little niche like that to where you're the only person moving pianos around, right. make some good money, man. Right, You know what I mean? Because right. pe- people are going to Google like, I need to move my piano. And if you're the yeah. first person that comes up, man, you're golden. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So it's, the rich is definitely in the niches. And um, I would say, what else? Whatever. A lot of moving companies, man. There's a lot of moving companies in New York City. There's a, mm. there's a lot of moving companies. And then we get General Freight. We get the guys that do General Freight. So, right. so they, 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 they just have the truck, they have the box, they have the trailer and then they're, they're, they're moving everything, you know, gotcha. they get, they're getting contracts and they're getting the loads and things of that nature. So, so yeah. Okay. So you said you're also a broker too. So what, what, mm-hmm. what is, what does that mean? If, if, as far as being a broker? So if, so if we don't have the truck, I can always find the truck. Okay. So I'll work with another dealership to get that truck and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll give me a percentage. Okay. They'll, and they'll how, me- how, how, how would that impact the, the, the consumer on their price? Um, not, not at all. Not, okay. not at all. They, they, you know, I, I would just reach out to that dealership and say, Hey, listen, I have a customer for you. You know, I have, gotcha. have, I have a customer for you and I'm, I'm able to, to, to broker this deal and you know, they, they'll, they'll work it out. We would have to agree. Sometimes we would have to give them a truck. You know, if, if I'm going to sell one of their trucks that a, that another one of their customers may be on, you know, so so um yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 a win win situation. So 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 it works out at the end. Got you. Um, I don't I don't know how comfortable you are talking about this, but I'm going to ask you anyway because this is truck yeah. and hustle. We always talk yeah. about business and entrepreneurship. But can you talk to me about a little bit about the business of sales, like? Kind of like you don't got to get specifically into like margins and stuff like that, but could you give me a round roundabout idea of like how the your your business works from your standpoint and 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 you know as a salesman? Yeah, sure, sure. So, um, like I said, it's about building a relationship. Then you get the client, and then um, as as far as it's a, it's a numbers game. It's not like selling cars because with cars, it's a value. Like guys okay. do 30 cars a month. Okay. We're not doing that with trucks. Trucks is a high ticket item. So we we want to get three to five. As a salesperson to make a good living, you want to get three to five trucks a month. Okay. You know, that's your goal to get, you know, sell three to five trucks a month. And you want to do that consistently. And then you want to build up kind of like a residual income with the repeat business. That's why I said instead of 10 customers coming to me one time, I'd rather have the one customer come to me 10 times. Got you. You know, so it's and it's not too many truck dealerships like that. I mean, you 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 could shop. Yeah, there's some truck dealerships out there. But it's like once you find one person and one truck dealership and you're comfortable with them, that's good. Because and, and, and it's not like cars. It's like you have 10 Chevrolets within 10 miles from each other you right. know, the truck dealership is, is a little bit more scarce. And then it's an intimidating business. Cause these guys are tough, man. You, <laughs> you, these, these guys, I mean, trucks, it's not, you not, it, it's, you got, I had a wake up call, man, because I had to get tougher selling commercial trucks. Cause remember you're yeah. dealing with mainly business owners. These guys right. been in business for years. So they're looking right. at you and they're grilling you. <laughs> and it's like, you got, you got to come correct. Right, right, right. So is it fair to say selling three to five trucks a month, you could make like a six figure salary? Is that is that fair to say? I would say, yeah, four, 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 five trucks a month plus four, five okay. trucks a month. Because of, of each truck I can make, I'm making about approximately $2,000. Okay. 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 Dope. Dope. Now I appreciate you for sharing that. Cause I know a lot of people are always interested on the other side and you know, everybody won't always share. So I definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. One, one, I'm always making like at least one to $2,000. Because even if I sell you a truck and I give you a great deal and we don't have no profit in the deal, the manufacturer will still take care of us. Sometimes they will send us like, you know, like, like incentives. Is there more profit in new or used for you guys? Used. Usually. Use, use, use. Is it use, is it is it substantially more profit in the use? Because I, I was because a used truck. All right, so used trucks are like so. Those are mainly trucks that somebody finished lease, like their lease is up. So we took it in as a wholesale unit and we we're retailing it. 
Mm. So we can we can add, you know, we can add some good profit on that deal. And it'll still be a decent truck because the person, the owner had to take care of the truck during the lease. Right. So it's, it's still a decent truck. So we can still, you know, shiny it up, glimmer it up, take care of it, and it sell it for a good price. So, you know, it's kind of like we're flipping with new trucks. It's like the new truck is already expensive already. Right. So we, we want to make it as competitive as possible. Got you. Got you. Do you guys you do you guys like market like your old like your older trucks when you have them available? Like, how does that work when they come in? You kind of put them out there on social media or how, how do you advertise your, your trucks when they come in? So we we do a lot of paid. We, we're starting to do more paid ads now, you know, just brand awareness. So when people Google, oh, I'm looking for trucks, we would come up. So okay. so we, we do, and then we do a lot of email blasts because we have a large book of business and um. Yeah, and so I still hit the pavement to this day. I hit the pavement. I have my mask on. I'm giving out flyers and stuff like that. My business cards. So I'll, I'll still hit the pavement. Got you, got you. Where, where, where do where do you guys find used trucks at? Like, or do you go to like huge auctions? Or how does that usually work? Um, we don't usually go to auctions, but companies that lease with us, or, or, or so so after after the company lease with us, we would take the truck off wholesale and then we'll retail it clean it up and everything or trade-ins a lot of people trade in their trucks with us okay so, so okay. they'll trade in like one of their older trucks and sometimes the truck is not worth much but we'll just put it towards the next truck that you're purchasing got you can you talk to some of the uh advantages and disadvantages um in terms of buying versus leasing you just now you just now talked about leasing right um can you can you speak to that a little bit as a as a commercial truck salesman yeah sure sure so Leasing is better for a fleet because you already have multiple trucks. You don't want to focus on, unless you have your own service shop, you don't want to focus on um, fixing your own trucks. You're not in the business of fixing your own trucks unless you have, you know, service guys and mechanics. So you, you leasing is better because you get a new truck. And then when the truck gets a little old, you're just returning it and getting another lease. Right. right. So if you're a mom and pop, one of our C and D clients, mom and pop, small business owners, or uh, you know, or a startup, it's better if you just buy, buy, buy the truck, finance the truck. And um, yeah, as long as it's reliable, that'll be a truck to help you get the next truck. And that'll be a truck to help you get the next truck. So I would say it's leasing is better for um, the, the, the larger fleets. What are your the typical lease terms as far as like time and so forth? Um, so miles. You probably you won't be able to go more than ten to twenty thousand miles a year. Um, you know, depending on the truck, you know, you 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 pay like a a, a, a certain amount of money per mile on the truck. Um, you also have a full maintenance. Um, so you so so you you, you it'll be a full maintenance. Um, you don't have to worry about no repairs, no damages on on on, on the truck, anything like that. So it'll be a full maintenance lease. Okay. And, um, and, uh, yeah, so it's, and, and taxes depend on where you're at in, in, in the country, taxes vary. As you know, New York state tax is higher. So, so you'll pay a little bit more higher and, um, and then New York state tax. How many years is the lease? It's typically three. Okay. Typically two, three years. And if we're finance is typically five years, 60 months. Got you. And what is the cost on the lease? Uh, let's say, let's say for a freight, if we're looking at a freight line of Cascadia, let's put a truck right. out there, right? Brand right. new 2020, whatever, 21. Um, you're, you're going to, you're going to lease that versus verse buying. So in order to finance that truck, you'd have to put down how much and, and in order to lease that truck, you have to put down how much and what will be your payments monthly? Just so, roughly. I mean, but, I know you but, have to, right. you know, you have to do the yeah. calculations and everything. Yeah, Just off the, top the, of your head. the numbers and everything. All right. So I would say. They say if the truck is about eighty thousand, and um, with financing you can put ten thousand down, and then you'll finance you know the rest seventy thousand, right? With leasing, with leasing you're you're mainly it, it's you you may you're mainly paying off the principal, so it's it's, it's not the, the the price of the truck in general. You you're mainly focused on the, on the principal and the monthly payments, so you don't have to put. 10,000 now. You just have to show that you have strong credit and you know, you could probably put the taxes down. You could just probably put the put the taxes down on the truck and then your your monthly payments are probably looking at about um you're probably looking at about roughly 2,000 a month. So usually lease payments are a little higher than a uh, finance payments. Got you. 
Got you. So what, what would the taxes typically be? The taxes in New York, you're looking at 8.875. Okay. But, you know, somebody in Connecticut and New Jersey, they're, they're, they're a little less. So New York, New York, New York, New York state is taxed in, in West Westchester County, uh, where I'm at Yonkers, New York, they're, you know, they're, they're a little hot. They're a little lower than New York city. I think New York city probably has, probably has the highest. So, so just, so, so, so just the taxes. So the taxes on 80,000, that could be a probably about another roughly seven to 8,000. Okay. Got you. So yeah, the, the leasing is better option for the larger fleets. Uh, they mainly know what they're going to pay already. Um, you know, usually lease, leasing is, is, is a little bit more, I, I made a mistake as well. Leasing is a little bit more affordable than financing because financing, you're actually buying the truck. Leasing, okay. you, you know, you're just mainly paying off the principal of the truck. You don't own the truck. You know, you're going to have to give it back to the dealership or you're going to, you, you're going to, or if you want to keep the truck, you just have to buy it out. Mm, got you. Got you. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I guess it's just different for, for, so when someone comes in and they kind of, you know, they, they throw those different things at you, it's kind of like you have to, do they, do they usually come in and know what they, whether they want to lease or buy, or do you kind of have to walk them through that? No, I, I, I would have to walk them through that. So it go it goes by types, you know, our type A and type B customers are mainly like fleet. Those are like Amazon, uh, regional uh, customers. They have different locations. And then C and D, that's A and B. C and D are mainly like more so startups and mom and business, mom and pop businesses. Okay. You know? So, so, so C and so, so leasing is mainly for the A and the B clients. Finding- How would, how are those different tiers broken down? When you say A and B, C and D, is that like something specific to your business or is that, yeah? what does that mean? Yeah. So, so, so the size of the company. So, okay. So, so Amazon is like A. Um, you have, uh, uh, let's say, another company. They may not be as big as Amazon, but they're regional. They have multiple locations across the region. So that's B. Okay. And then okay. the C, C is like, you, you, you know, your small business. That's your small business that has about, I would say, five to ten trucks already. Okay. You know, five, five to ten trucks, small business. And indeed, these are startups. So that's how you guys categorize categorize every every customer right. experience. Right. Got you, exactly. got you, got you. All right, yeah. dope. I love it. I love it. All right, yeah. cool, man. Well, we've been rocking for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to start wrapping things up. I definitely appreciate you coming on here and kind of yeah. breaking breaking truck sales down for us. Um, yeah. just before we go, I got to ask you, you know, what, what what's your five-year goal, man? What, what are you going to be doing in five years? Uh, my five-year goal, you know, some... I come across a lot of people. Some people ask me, Brad, you want to own your own truck? And I'm like, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I like truck sales. Um, I, I still may be in truck sales. I may just become an independent broker. Okay. In, in, instead of, you know, working at the dealership. And, um, um, I, I'm, I'm a sales lover, man. I'm a business lover. So I, I have my online business and, um, you know, I eventually want to teach sales to our community because I feel like, you know, we, we have a lot of hustlers. We have a lot of salesmen and saleswomen in our community, but I want, I kind of want to refine that. I want to end up teaching that one day because I know, I know where, where it has took me. Right. I know where it's took me. People were looking, people five, 10 years ago, they wouldn't, they wouldn't see me suited up and, you know, selling trucks and stuff like that. But so I, I feel like sales is like the foundation to um, entrepreneurship and business. So that's, that's eventually what I, what I want to do. How do you go about becoming an independent broker? What do you have to do to do that? Um, I, I would probably have to start the business. I would probably, you know, Bradford Allen's consultation or Bradford Allen's brokerage. And then I would have to, you know, work it out with the dealerships, work the partnerships without, you know, with the dealerships. Got, and, you don't need, do you need any particular licensing or bonding or anything like that? Insurances? Um, um not necessarily. Now, I would need an auction license if I get the, you know, if I get the trucks from the auction and sell it to customers. But I would just be working with the dealerships and selling their trucks. And I have a large book of business. I probably know about or have a relationship with at least 200 business owners. OK, cool. You know, so so I can, you know, go to the dealerships and, you know, work out a partnership. Hey, listen, if your salesman can't sell this truck, I know somebody that needs this truck right now. So right. I, in, in the commercial truck industry, that that's that's something I see myself doing. No doubt. No doubt. All right, cool. So final thought, man. Final thought. 
Um, yes. Before we get out of here, leave our audience with a little jewel um, about, you know, whatever you want to talk about, truck sales or just something spiritual, whatever comes to mind. And then okay. let everybody know where they can connect with you, where they okay. can where they can find you, find BlackRock, purchase okay. a commercial truck. Talk about that. Yeah, sure, sure. So um, you're going to have me get my TD Jakes on. I mean, no, gonna... <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. I love it. I love it. Let's get it. That's the brand, too. So I, w- I would say um, the time is now, man. I, 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 besides, it's not just about trucks, man. It's about business, about entrepreneurship, financial freedom. So, you know, it, I always recommend people to, to the, the time is now. Do it while you're, while you're still young. Do it while you're still functioning. You know, learn as much as you can. I mean, there's people, I, I get so excited when I see startups walk into our office, man. Like, just... Make, make it happen. You know, let's, let's get the ball rolling. I'm, I'm a very, you know, you're talking to my girlfriend, she's more structured. I'm like more, you know, I'm always executing. I don't even care if I have all the details I'm executing. I'm, I'm going to learn on the way. Right. You know, so, so right. I'm, I'm hands-on, um, you know, the time is now I was, I was, I would definitely say that with, with anything that you want to do in your life. And, um, yeah, I'm my own brand, man. Bradford Allen. I know I don't look like a Bradford coming from the Bronx, New York, but <laughs> that, 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 that's my brand, bro. Bradford Allen. So you can find me Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And then my links to BlackRock Trucks would, would be up there as well. Okay, no doubt. Mr. Bradford Allen, thank you so much for joining me today on Truck and Hustle, man. We appreciate all the value and knowledge that you brought to the show. Um, you're now a part of the family, man. So so welcome that's to the good. fam. Anything Let's I can do, do to help out, you know I'm here. Um, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much. Will do. Thank you for having me on, man. I'm looking forward to us working with each other. For sure. Hustle fam, if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. We are out. If you like what you heard, it's only going to get better. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment. Let us know what you want to learn or hear more about. Till next time, love is love. Truck and hustle.